Hey guys, what's up? It's Eddie, and today I have a special surprise for you guys. Today I don't have an interview, but I do have a recording that I did with my boys. I call it the Mastermind Session, right? And in this session, we kind of just, you know, go back and forth talking about topics, trying to figure out how we can better ourselves and better the people around us that we love. Um, On this one, it's going to mainly focus on, you know, someone that wants to start becoming an influencer, or even a business owner, right? And how you can market in social media, right? And I want to tell you guys, it is an hour long because when we do our masterminds, we do it for about an hour. Um, but I would want you guys to stay to the end because at the end, um, Lewis, my boy Lewis and Spencer both give you good tips on how you can start um, advertising in social media, how you can start you know, promoting your business through social media. All right, guys, without further ado, here it comes. Enjoy. What's up, guys? <laughs> How are you guys doing, man? I'm good, man. How, How are you? you? Doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, Louis? Great. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm doing great. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, this is going to be something a little different. You know, I know we spoke a little bit about it, but uh, it's not going to be an actual interview. You know, I- I'm thinking like... Um, like a mindset, you know, like a, like a, like a great minds coming together and, you know, just trying to figure out some topics, you know, trying to um, execute on them, you know, what do you think, Spencer? Yeah, absolutely. I like that idea a lot. Don't bring me up too much though. I don't want to disappoint anyone. <laughs> Lewis, Lewis, are you ready for this, man? Yeah. It's sort of like a mastermind edition. Yes. Mastermind edition. I love it. I love it. That's the, that's, that's going to be the title for it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, one thing I want to talk to you guys about is, is, you know, um, I started this podcast for a while already, and, and I've been getting some people asking me questions. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been trying to, like, quote, unquote, or I guess co- coach them, mentor them. Um, you know, like, for example, I have my sister. My sister uh, uh, told me about how she sees these influencers, right, getting paid, doing, um, uh, uh, you know, working out and getting paid while they work out. And that's something she wants to do. You know, she's a, a mom, two kids, you know, a stay-at-home mom with two kids. And um, she wants to get into, into shape. And, and not only that, she wants to be an influencer and start getting paid for it. And uh, she says, when I start losing this weight, then I'll do it. And I'm asking her, like, why not now? And she's like, I'm kind of afraid. And, and you know, and I don't know, I don't know how to get her out of that mindset. I'm trying to, like, encourage her and motivate her. But that fear is there. I mean, Spencer, what, what do you think, man? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, how old is your sister? My sister is twin. No, I'm sorry. 31. 30, yeah, 31. Oh, okay. Word. So she's got a few years on me. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not an expert by any means, but just from the little bit that you told me right there, what we've talked about before. I mean, you know, it's great that she knows that that's what she wants to do. Um, in my opinion, when it comes down to it, it, when you have something that you really want to accomplish and you're passionate about it, and then you look at what other people are doing and you see that it is, you know, something that's being done. Like that should be an indication to you that it, it can, it's achievable. You know what I mean? I think one of the first things a lot of people mess up on is like, they look at something and they say, there's no way I can do that. You know what I mean? So you're already right. losing on the front end because you're telling people, you're telling yourself that, you know, I'm not good enough, or I just want to get to this point, or I just want to cross this bridge, or I just want to do this first. And really what it comes down to is the fact that it's like, you know, there's so many people out there who are doing things that like, you know, they got the followers, they got all the fame or they got whatever sort of influence, right? They're making the money and you're just like, God, you know, like, how are they able to do that? Really, the one thing that I've noticed, like, as I like kind of studied people like this and stuff and how they got there is like, the only thing that they're doing differently is they had the, they had the cojones to like actually take the leap. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can't box yourself in and right off the bat say, you know, put limitations on yourself and think like, you know, there's something special. There's no way I can do that. Now, like, obviously not everyone can do anything. Like, you know, obviously I'm never going to be in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like that's something that like (laughs) Gary Vee says all the time, you know, but there's nothing wrong with you at least trying it out, taking a shot and see what happens. Like the worst that can happen is really that, you know, it didn't work out the way you want. You learn and you try again. That's, that's really like, that's the first step in my opinion is like getting in the right mindset. What do you guys think? I mean, just from a, her point of view of waiting, really, to, to like you said, wait, I'm going to wait until I'm thin or I'm going to wait until I actually start losing weight before I start 
really going out there and documenting or telling people about it. I think she should just start now. I mean, I, I think we, we've all heard Gary Vee pretty much talk about saying is that document the beginning, because how awesome would it be to like see Bill Gates building his first computer yeah. or um, uh, Jeff Bezos, you know, selling his for packaging up his first books. So I think this is going to tell a better story. She just starts out from, Hey, this is my starting point. This is my name. This is who I am. This is the journey that I'm about to start doing and actually going and doing it. I think it's going to be a better narrative down the road. Yeah, it tells a better story. That's a really good point. People like the journey, not necessarily just the result. Yeah, right. yeah, I agree. Uh, I uh, that's what I told her. I told her like, look, how many pictures have you seen where they show you the before and the after? But how right. do you know that it took a month? How do you know it took a year? How do you you don't know? It just you just see before and after. But now showing every day, you know, on a weekly basis. Hey, week one. You know, this is what I did. This is what blah, blah, blah. You know, week two, I freaking uh, pigged out. I, I fucked up. But, you know, I'm still in this journey. Week three, I'm back at it again. You know, and that's going to because people can relate to that. Hey, you know what? Let me go back to week one. Look, that's what she oh, let me go back to week two. That's where she fucked up. That's where I'm at right now. So maybe I have to. What did she do to get unstuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Like the journey shows you like the mistakes, the struggle, the time that it took, the dedication they had to put in, all the highs and lows. Like, I think this is something that I really noticed when I started looking at influencers and like what they're doing and, you know, quote unquote, what separates them from other people. And it's really just like the really, really good ones are, they're showing the authenticity, like Gary always says, they're showing that authenticity. And I feel like the reason why that resonates is because like, it's way more relatable to a to a much larger audience. So like, like take fitness for example like if you're i mean everyone's seen this like you see fitness influencers and like all they do is just post pictures of them being like super super fit and they basically they never really talk about or it's very rare when they talk about where they came from or the struggle or this or that you know they kind of just are always you know making a bicep and posting a picture of it and it's like that doesn't really do anything for like 99 percent of people you know what i mean but mm-hmm. when you show the highs and the lows the struggle the mistakes the hardship the dedication the passion that's where people really get the full story and you know as every marketer whatever every marketer or brand or whatever will ever tell you everything is just it's all about the story right i mean i don't know about me personally in that situation where she's waiting to really take that leap i mean what's been a really a moment for you guys where you guys have been waiting to know you know make that jump or where you decided that you know enough time was wasted just let's just go out and do it oh wow that's a good question how do you want to go first yeah, man. I mean, this podcast alone is is a a testament, right? Like uh, I've said it before in, in my in my previous episodes, where you know um, I've been thinking about doing a podcast for a long time, and then just one day I was like, you know what? Enough is enough. Like, let me just get jump into it, not knowing anything, not being a master, not you know, just kind of jumping in and, and and learning as I go, <laughs> you know. So that's that's right there, right then and there is is one good example. Um, Spencer, I know you have a few, man. Uh, please. <laughs> yeah, I definitely got a few. Well, like when I first started, I like stumbled on Gary V more or less accidentally. Oh man, it was probably we're in two, it was probably like 2017 ish, something like that. Uh-huh. And um, so I started following him, not religiously, but you know, I like clicked on one of his ads once. And now that I'm a marketer, I know that I put myself in a funnel, so I kept seeing his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad that that happened. And I remember for the longest time, ever since my, my one of my best friends moved to California, I was stuck back in Rochester, New York. It's like right on the lake, very icy and snowy and gray for like six, seven, eight months out of the year. And ever since my buddy moved to California, I always wanted to go there. And I always like wanted to get into marketing and I wanted to do a million different things. Right. But and I really like the phrase that you said, Eddie, I was always, quote unquote, thinking about it. And I would mm-hmm. always like kind of almost fantasize about it. And like, I, you know, put my head on the pillow at night and I would just like think about like, oh man, I wish I was in there. You know, I wish I was in California right now. And man, I really just don't like the career I'm in and I wish I did this. And like, kind of like what you guys are just saying, like you, you got to stop at some point, you have to stop thinking about it, except that you're not going to be perfect, but that's how you learn. Like you just take the leap, you take a risk, you be willing to fail. You know what I mean? Like I am on a constant path of like failure after failure right now, but that's how you learn. Right. You know, like it compared to like what I knew about marketing, etc. only even like three months ago, six months ago, a year ago, like I am learning so much so quickly. And like 
that's the only way to really do that and get really good at what you're doing. Not to say that like I'm an expert by any means, but I'm on the right path. And that's all that matters is like being on the path and making sure that you're just doing the best you can. And that all starts with just taking the leap and stop thinking about it and do it. Yep. I mean, I think for me, um, same, same kind of, same kind of story. It was, it was actually 2017 as well, but March, I believe I ended up getting like really, really super sick, <laughs> uh, like in the hospital oh. sick for a while. And, oh, wow. um, and it was always that, like that feeling of being like, um, I would say walked around the hospital, like on a gurney and like just looking up and seeing those lights like flash. I'm like, man, this could be it for me. Like, and what am I doing? Like I was, I was working in the banking industry at the time. Whoa. Like, <laughs> so it was like, man, like I, at the time I was 22 years old now or 21, 22 years old. And I'm like thinking this, this could be it. I could never see, I could never, might never like leave this hospital. And like, what have I done so far? I had always liked marketing. I had always done freelance work, but I never, I had always thought, man, I, I'd want to make sure I can pay the bills at the end of the day, you know? So I always thought I'm going to just keep my safe, stable job and just figure it out. Yeah. But once I, I got the okay from the doctor who was saying, okay, you, you're getting this chance. I was like, no, I, I walked into work a few, uh, few days later and I was like, hey, I got to go, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that jump. And oh, like, wow. like, Spencer, like Spencer said, it's been tons of ups and tons of downs and you really learn from the downs most of all. But yeah. I, I won't regret it at all. I, to this day, I don't regret it. Yeah, I bet. Your story is way more intense than mine. No. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, guys. And I'm actually reading this book. Ah, not reading. I'm, I'm doing an audio uh, for this book. Oh, There's nothing called, wrong with that. <laughs> it's called Mindset. I don't know if you guys read it. No. Mindset, no. Okay, okay. It you guys. Uh, um, I forgot the name, but I know, I know, Lewis, you got me, man. I know, you're fine. I'm going I'm to look it up because now I'm in. <laughs> um, it's called Mindset, and Tom Bailey uh, recommended it. He said it's, it's like, like he, he said it was like one of the best books like out there, period. And he, you know, this Tom Bailey is my dude, you know. Okay. So I'm listening to it, man, and it talks about a fixed mindset and a um, growth mindset. There's there's only two kinds of mindsets: a right. fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Oh. And as I'm listening to you guys, you guys have that growth mindset. A fixed mindset means you, if you have a talent, that's it. You you got it. You you made it. You did it. You know, and you cannot grow more than that. And a lot of people have that fixed mindset where they think, you know, they have a certain talent and that's what they, they're going to do. And that's it. A growth mindset is, is I can fail, but that's going to make me stronger. I'm going to learn, you know, I'm going to keep learning and growing and growing and growing. A fixed mindset is if I go to this place and I fail, I, I'm going to I'm going to be a failure. So I'm going to stay in my lane where I know I'm good at. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm making uh, clear sense, but the book no, makes it a lot better. <laughs> you're, you're making you're making a lot of sense. I I like to refer like that sort of mindset. Like it's all connected, right? So like that that kind yep. of mindset. I always like to call it like the path. Like you're either on the path or you're off the path. Like to me, the way like in my own terms, my own definition. But like someone who is off the path would definitely be in that fixed mindset where they're just like, well, this is my life. This is where I am. I'm yep. just doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing what I'm told. You know, I just got to make the best of it. You know what I mean? Now, like, they're not totally wrong with some of, in my opinion, with some of how they are, like, you know, perceiving their situation. But, like, the difference is someone who's, like, on, quote, unquote, the path, in my own words, is, like, you're not, you understand that this is where you're at, but you're also looking to constantly be improving yourself, even on, like, a day-to-day basis. And the difference is you're setting goals you are doing the research, figuring out what you want to do or how to get better at something. And you're willing to grow. The only way to grow is to fail. You know what I mean? So like, right. that's one thing that I, that really kind of blew my mind when I started reading about this sort of stuff. And it was just like, like the only way that you're going to be moving forward in your life or getting better at something is if you're willing to accept failure. But like, we're taught to like, literally just go from A to B with no mistakes along the way or do yep. it in the most efficient way. And that's like, complete bs like no one can do that you know i mean it's literally impossible it's not how life works so like yeah like as far as like the growth mindset goes i i know exactly what you mean it's about like accepting that this is where you're at but you can definitely you know get better at what you're doing and improve your situation if you put your mind to it i think you're absolutely correct and i think 
there's pros and cons to each kind of mindset, but I think at least one of the ones I struggle with a lot um, with, with having sort of that mindset of moving forward is just having that patience. Um, because That's the hardest have, part. Yeah, if you have that, that static mindset or, or that non-changing mindset, I mean, you're, you're, you're at that job that you want and that job is paying your bills. You know, you're, you're pretty comfortable, so why change it? But if you have that growth mindset, you know there's always something better. And having that patience to just say, okay, this is what I'm doing now. But I'm doing this because there's a reason behind it. And I'm, I'm not just going to this nine to five job because it's, it's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. There's purpose. You know, this job might help me put me through school or it's going to help me get me to the next step of where I got to go. But I, I, that's what I struggle with the most or I struggled with the most when I was back at, um, in banking is just not leaving every single day and saying, I'm going to go figure it out. And yeah. until, until we get that, that, that moment where you just say enough is enough and now, I, now I'm actually going to go do it, I think. That's what a lot of people actually um, fight with is that internal patience. Yeah. yeah it's yep. like you want that you like you're, you're kind of taught to like want to have that safety net. And it's like, it, Eddie, I, I'm curious if either of you saw this. Did either I posted this on Facebook the other day. I, I mean, I just reposted it, but it was like a video of a dude trying to teach himself how to do a backflip like on the ground. Well, like no trampoline or anything. You no, know what I'm talking about. I can well, see it now. Okay, so like it's it's kind of plays into the safety net idea, and I think you guys are really gonna like this. So it's like it's a video; it's about a couple minutes long. This guy's in his backyard trying to teach himself how to do a backflip, right? <clears throat> the first couple times he does it, he like almost breaks his neck. So he like brings out a mattress and he starts doing the flip on the mattress, and like hours and hours go by, and he starts getting better and better and better. And he's like, towards the end of it, he's just about to hit the backflip, mm-hmm. but what's actually happening is like he the the few inches off the ground the the height of the mattress is actually giving him it's actually messing up his ability to land the backflip cleanly because like the mattress is a little bit higher so like he had to remove the mattress remove the safety net for him to be able to land it so he like flips the mattress over moves it over does the flip and nails it on his first try and he was just like it was just having that safety net was making me fall back on the like just knowing that if I mess up, at least I have this matches here to catch me. Yep. But like that's going to stop him from getting to his goal. So he removes the safety net and then he nails it. I love that, man. I love that. I didn't come up with that, but I it <laughs> no, but it's awesome. <laughs> it's a cool man. Um, I do want to, um, because we are limited in time, I do want to go to certain topics. Um, fear is one of them. And also a, a little bit of marketing because uh, my, my, my vision, my goal is, is, that my sister sees this and maybe gets some benefits out of it, right? Um, so if it's cool with you guys, I, I kind of want to dive into fear a little bit. Definitely. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I, I know that fear is a universal uh, – everybody's afraid. Everybody at one point has experienced fear, and everybody at one point will experience fear again. Um, but, uh, you know, Spencer, please uh, start us off with, with the topic, man. Yeah, well, what we were talking about before is just like – I mean, it kind of plays into what we were talking about towards the beginning when we started recording is like, I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not like, I think the biggest mistake people make when they, when they go to like, you know, take something into their own hands or take, try to take control of their life or chase after something that they want. Um, the biggest obstacle is, you know, typically fear. And like, just in my own experience, like I had that for like, you know, two, three years where I was like sitting back home in my hometown and I wanted to, you know, be in a different industry, change jobs, be happier, live a healthier lifestyle, move, you know, move to a different, uh, a different place where I wanted to, you know, live and, you know, move my whole life. And the only thing that was really stopping me was really just the mindset that I had. And it was, it was really fear is it's like crippling, you know what I mean? So it's, it's far like it's, yeah, it's natural. You're supposed to feel it. It's literally like, I mean, if you want to get scientific about it, like fear is like, what keeps you away from the lion that's trying to eat you. You know what I mean? Or like Mm -hmm. it's, it's stopping you from taking risk. So it's like your brain's just trying to do what it thinks is the correct path to keep you alive. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. So in a modern culture like that, that translates to you doing something where, or you not taking risk overall. So whether that be a career change or where you're living or how you want to spend your free time, et cetera, not leaving a career, you know, not leaving a steady paycheck, that sort of thing. But it's like, you know, it, it always comes down to, I always like to say that, like, you know, the cliches are cliches for a reason. Like, you got to risk it to, to get the biscuit. And, <laughs> you know, you're not like, like, I think the big thing, and I remember 
when before I started kind of doing things on my own, working for myself, which like I'm in the process of now. And like, don't get me wrong. It's not a walk in the park by any means. It's the hardest thing I've ever done, but I've never been like more fulfilled, had more meaning in my life, felt like I was more in control. Like those are things that you can't put a price tag on. You know what I mean? So yep. like, you're going to have fear no matter what. And the people that are out there killing it, doing whatever the hell they want. And you know, they're, you know, successful and they're, you know, making their passion, their career, basically. It's not like they didn't have fear and that's what made them so different and special. It was the fact that they were willing to go out there and take the risk anyway, yep. despite the fear being there. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like, as long as you just don't set yourself up for failure and like, you know, put your house up, you know what I mean? Like, don't lose your yep. house. Don't go homeless. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> you got to be willing to put yourself out there and, you know, you're going to catch negativity no matter yep. where you go. People are going to doubt you, you know, even people you care about, you know what I mean? So you can't really avoid it. It's just a matter of how you deal with it. And, you know, you kind of, the only way to learn how to deal with it, in my opinion, is like, you just got to face it head on and you'll learn, like you'll get better at it as, as you go. So, you know, you just kind of got to, it's got to go one, two, three and take the leap. Yep. Yep. Uh, Lewis, I'm going to get your take right now, but uh, there's something in my mind that I want to get, get out. You know? Absolutely. Uh, uh, I don't know if you guys uh, had a chance to listen to uh, one of my uh, previous podcasts. Uh, uh, I talked about fear, you know, and how we all like, like it's a universal uh, emotion. We all have it. And I, I believe me personally, I believe even Gary V has fear, even though he looks like he doesn't, but I've, I've heard him speak about it and he, it might be different, but I, I see it as fear and it's the fear of regret. Yeah. You that's know what I mean? Like, like, like he, he fears regret and that's why he takes actions now. So I think that if we can understand fear, we can use it to our advantage, right? Because it is given to us by our creator, which means that we do need it for our survival. You know, and this is just me believing this, that instead of fearing, you know, what that person might say, fearing what, what might happen if I fail, fearing why not fear the future in your later days when you are in your deathbed fear being re regretting uh not doing certain things because of one person you don't even know who it is opinion you know what i mean right yeah absolutely so so i mean i think that understanding fear and being able to use it like, like in that aspect i think that people can start taking actions you know, uh, one of my biggest fear is in my future, you know, in the future, when I'm old and can't work, can't, can't provide for my family, having my daughter, not only does she have to work and provide for her kids and her family, she has to work and provide for her dad. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, that's and not only that, but not only does she have to provide for us, but she does not know how to succeed because her dad never taught her because her dad never took the time to learn. And, and and be able to pass it down. That fucking kills me. And there's no damn way that I'm going to let that happen. And that's why it drives me to learn and develop myself. One for me, but mainly for my kids. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, that's that's I, I, The passion is there, guys. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, Luke, yeah. do you want to you respond to that, Luis? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, like you said, I like using fear as a sort of fuel. Um, like Gary Vee says, he's not, he's not really afraid of an outcome of like losing a job or you know losing a client. What happens if you don't take that risk? Yep. And I think I don't know if you guys have seen it or are familiar with um with Will Smith's talk on fear. Ooh, yeah, I love I love Will. I think so. Yeah, he's got great content. Yeah, where, where he up. He's doing an awesome job, and the one I'm referring to specifically is the one where he talks about going skydiving. Yep. I think I have seen that one. Um, just, yeah, just, just for the, the listeners that are not familiar, he does an awesome job. Definitely something I um, recommend listening to. I'll try to summarize as best as I can, but of course you, you do want to listen to, to the, the actual video. And essentially he talks about, you know, going out in Dubai and being with a bunch of friends and saying, oh, you know, after a good long night. Of oh, no. Oh, he, I think we lost him. Oh, I thought my, I thought my phone died. <laughs> I think he'll be back, though. Yeah. Um. Guys, we're having technical difficulty, technical difficulties, but we'll have him back. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get what uh, he was saying, though. Like, yeah, yeah. Not to, I mean, not to sidebar, but like, yeah, Will Smith is like, dude, his content is so good. 
He's yeah, crushed he's, he's on social. Yeah, and I think I know the video that he's talking about. I don't know. I mean, he's got so many, so maybe I'm mixing a couple of them up. But, yeah, I believe he, like, went skydiving. And, like, was he saying that, like, it was his biggest fear? Was, yeah. Uh, was sky, mm-hmm. like, like, fear of heights or something like that? And he was like, the only way I'm going to conquer this is if I jump out of the plane, basically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like, that's thought- that's such a great story in itself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> I think the, the regret thing is huge. Like, um, I actually have a, a wallpaper from, it's a quote from Gary Vee, and it's like, regret is poison. And, like, that's mm-hmm. that's a big one for me, too. Like, mm-hmm. and I really like the way that you put it, where it's just like, like, I mean, I th- I'm sure, like, you've heard the phrase, like, fear is a great motivator. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, you know, on top of that as well, it's like, so is love is a great motivator, whether it be love for your family, love for your career, love for what you do, you know, any anything like that. Like, it's just a matter of how, you know, it, like, what's wor- the only thing worse than, like, the fear of failing is definitely, like, the fear of not even trying. Yep. And like I was so I was a pro at not trying for like 25 mm-hmm. years of my life. You know what I mean? Like even now, like when I'm sitting here and I think about it, I'm just like, I wish I did this five years ago. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I feel so much more fulfilled yep. in what I'm doing. And like, you know, by no means am I anywhere near what I'm what I'm really shooting for. Like I have big, big, big goals for myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at least now I'm you know, living where I want to live. I'm in an industry that I want to do. And I wouldn't have been able to do any of that. I mean, when I moved out here, I didn't have a job. I quit my job and moved out here. I drove across the country, you know, so yep. I didn't have a job lined up. It was like the biggest risk I've ever taken in my life. But if I wasn't, if I let that fear, just like, you know, the fear of like, oh, what are my, what are my parents going to think? What's my mom going to think? What's my family going to think? What are my friends going to think? You know, this, all, all that stuff, like, I mean, it paralyzed me, paralyzed me for years and years and years. Like there was definitely like two or three years that I actually wanted to make a change, big changes in my life. And it was the only thing that was holding me back was myself. It was my mindset. You know, it was that it was that this is this is my life. This is what I'm going to do. Rinse and repeat for the rest of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, no, I'm pretty much done. Go ahead. No. And one of the I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Mm. But one, one of the biggest fears um, is is being judged by someone that you don't even know, especially now in social media. You know, like a lot of people want the fame. They want the... the... We'll be back after this quick break. The, uh, You're back. Everything, the money and everything. Hey, Lewis, man, what's going on? <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what happened, but you're back. <laughs> Dropped off. I was, just, I, I was just saying that, uh, uh, you know, talking about how a lot of people are afraid of being judged, you know, uh, the, you know, they want the fame, they want everything, but they, they don't want to be judged. And at the end of the day, I think ever since I started this podcast, I've had some people talk not so good about it, you know, which is fine, you know? And the thing is that I believe is the way to overcome that fear is knowing who you are and why you're really doing what you're doing, you know, because like this person was, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but I, you know, I don't want to, put them on spot but this person was uh saying like dude nobody likes your podcast just you know give it up not the exact words but that's what i felt and i and i told them you know what that's fine that this podcast might not be for you but there is people out there that are benefiting from it so i gotta keep doing it and that's it i left it at that just knowing who you are and why you do what you do if if it was me in the past if it was old eddie I would have said, you know what, this guy's right. And da, 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 da. Even though I've helped like maybe five, six people, I would have given up because of this person's comment. You know? That's huge. That's a big one. Yeah. Like just knowing your why. Like if yep. you're really serious, <clears throat> if you're serious and passionate about something and, you know, you're afraid, you don't want to take the risk, you know, your friends, your family, they're telling you, don't do it. You're not good enough, whatever. As long as you know what you want and you're really passionate about it and it's something that's important to you, the worst thing you can do is not take the leak because you're afraid of someone else's opinion. Yeah. I guess that's another thing that Gary talks about all the time. And like, that's a big one. And like, you know, what's funny is like some of these concepts are so simple and like, obviously Gary talks about them constantly, but like, it's the truth. It's it's the truth. (laughs) Right. And like, that's why, you know, it's even funny because like he gets hate from his own you know, audience, and they'll tell yep. him, like, Gary, you mulch over the same shit, like, 19 times, you know what I mean? And he's like, just because these, like, what are you, he's talking about the fundamentals, you know what I mean? And it's like, <clears throat> so 
some of these concepts are extremely simple, but when you actually start to unpack them, they get pretty complex, but it's like, you know, if you're not, if you're not willing to just do something because you are passionate about it and it's what you want to do strictly because you're afraid of someone else's opinion, like you got to realize that like you are letting other people control your life and you know, the longer you let that go on and the longer, like, just if you think about it, it's like if time's the asset, if time's the, the ultimate variable, and it's just like, well, you know, I'm going to start this podcast when I learn the ins and outs of podcasting. It's like, well, it's going to take you years to figure out podcasting from completely A to Z. You know what I mean? Like, yep. not to mention these things are constantly evolving and changing. Like, we've only had social media and this sort of technology for, like, what? 15 years max like Mm -hmm. these things are constantly changing and evolving there's no way there's not one person on the planet no matter who you are whether you're like kevin hart the rock gary v like all these people who are like masters of their craft like they're still in the process of learning and they're always going to be a student so it's like if you're you know that kind of like the whole judgment thing that kind of comes into um now you're kind of dipping into like the perfectionism type of deal you know what i mean because it's like if you're a perfectionist like you know, you're, you're, you're just putting so many barriers on yourself. And it's like, that's something I struggle with so much where like, I'll be working on a, a, a post or I'm writing something or some sort of strategy or something like that. At some point, you just got to click the button and go for it. Like you can't let this perfection fear of judgment sort of ideology hold you up because it's, it's just going to, it's never ending. You know, you got to be willing to fall on your face. And like, that's a great way to learn. Cause you're just like, oh, I tripped over that route. Well, now I know that route's there. I'm not going to trip over that route again. Yep. That's my yep. little spiel. What do you think, Luis? <laughs> no, and really when it comes to, to fear and just sort of <clears throat> that aspect of waiting, um, I think that's, to your point, is a huge waste of time because you don't even know if that thing that you want to try or you're nervous about is going to be the thing that you do for like the rest of your life or you actually end up enjoying it. That's such um, a good point. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I can say, you know, I really want to start this podcast, and then, but I'll wait, I'm going to wait because I'm going <clears> to <throat> um, a, a recording and make a conversation with people. So I'm going to just wait until I'm better at that. Now I've waited two years later. I start doing it, and I find out that I'm not good at it, or it's not really fulfilling for me. I, I say, go out and do everything that you possibly could, possibly like. Try and fail at it. If you fail at it, you know it's not your thing, or if you not even fail at it, but you know it's not what you. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. He keeps dropping out. I wonder why. Yeah. He was making I such wonder. a good point right there though. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even really think about it that way, but that's a really good point too. He's like, Yeah. If you if you don't even take the shot, then how do you know it's something you even want to do? Yep. Like I remember yep. when I was younger, I wanted to get into food and like I still really enjoy, you know, cooking and everything. And I mean at some okay. point I do want to like open up my own restaurant and stuff, but I remember like I took a couple college courses about it and like I was kind of split between like, do I want to do like, you know, design marketing type of thing? Or do I want to do culinary? And like, you know, there's some, there's some overlap there, but like, you know, it, All right, it, Lewis. I had to make hey. a decision. You're back. Hey, Inga doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about what you're saying, man. And it's a really good point. Yeah. Keep going. Cause you were, you were making a really good point. Uh, wh- where did I cut off? You kind of cut off at like, you know, you don't know if it's, if you don't take the shot, you don't know if it's what you actually want to do. Yep. Oh, right. Um, I always tell people, people around me and my friends, it's just mess up as much as possible because that's really the only way that you're going to find out what, what you're meant to do, what your passion is. Uh, I mean, I tell people all the time, the first thing I wanted to do when I was super, super young is I wanted to be a truck driver and that's all I wanted to do. Wow. Um, I didn't know, I didn't even think about marketing or design or anything of that. So I just wanted to drive the open road. Um, then I wanted to be a DJ because I always looked up to to my brother here. And I try, tried that, failed epically. But, hey, I, I got the experience. Um, and then among that is uh, being in that sort of crowd of being in clubs and stuff is where I found design because people started wanting to do, you know, flyers and that kind of thing. And I had already been doing stuff for my sister for her business. But that sort of pushed me out more into getting into um, club flyers or banners for the signs for the, the businesses. And that's how I found my passion, which is design. Nice. Um, so go out, people go out there and mess up as much as you possibly can. Really, that's such yep. an important piece of advice, right there. Yep, yep. And then one thing uh, Spencer was saying after was uh, perfect perfectionism, you know. And sometimes, I mean, most of the time, a lot of people, when I get the right equipment, 
you know, when I learn everything, I need to read the books. I need to, and, and like Spencer, you're saying, man, just, you, sometimes you just got to go for it and learn along the way. Yep. There's a, uh, a story, you know, um, Jan Canfield uh, says this story. I, I, I believe it's a true story because he put in his uh, chicken soup for the solar. And um, it's about this, this young guy uh, or a farmer. And the story's not going to be exact because I, you know, but it's a farmer and he wants to join this race. And it's like an 800 kilometer race or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he gets to the, the, the starting line and you got all these people with their sport gears. They got their shoes. They got, you know, everything. And they look at this farmer with the overalls, the white shirt, you know, the work boots and a, and a cap. And they're kind of like, what? <laughs> kind of laughing and stuff. And they ask him like, hey, you know, like, do you have running experience? And this guy, he was like, well, you know, I, every, every, you know, we don't have horses, so I have to uh, kind of run and, and gather the, the sheep, you know, every now and then. So, yeah, I've, I've run before. They're like, okay, you know. And the way this run works is I believe you run for like 16 hours and then you, re- you sleep for six and then you go at it again. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> yeah, so it's a crazy race. And so, anyways, you know, March said go. Everybody takes off. And this farmer has like this shuffle like he's just kind of shuffling along right um 16 hours pass and it's time to go to sleep everybody got their tents and they got their you know everybody's sleeping and you know this farmer's used to like late nights trying to grab his his sheep so for hours and hours trying to grab him so he's still shuffling along when everybody's asleep he passes them <laughs> not knowing that he has to go to sleep and he's still shuffling along right he beat, I think he beats the record by like five hours. <laughs> Something that was supposedly impossible, right? Right. He beats it by five hours. And the, the moral of the story is sometimes not knowing everything can shoot you forward tenfold. You know, so sometimes being a perfectionist is not the way to go. Sometimes you just got to go not knowing everything. You might skip something, but it might help you get there further. That's such a good point. Yeah, right. Like it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, now it's really clicking with me. It's like the predisposition. Like you're saying, if that farmer, <clears throat> if he like knew more about the race and knew that people were sleeping at night, he would have done the same thing and probably lost or you know not created the record or whatever, broke the record. Yep. Yep. <coughs> yep. Ooh, excuse me. So um, now I, I definitely want to uh, uh, talk about marketing because that's gonna that's gonna benefit me a little bit too. Um, uh, if, if you guys can, you know, maybe speak on that so that, you know, what, what's working, what's not working. Um, what do you, what, what advice do you guys have for me in, in my podcast and Instagram, you know? Sure. I mean, I mean, Spencer, if you're an idea I was thinking about earlier, if you're up for it, is what if we took his sister's sort of um, idea of wanting to be that, that influencer in sports and treated that, like how would we onboard a client? Um, what would oh. we recommend for a client? Yes, that would be good. I love that, yeah. Uh, do you want to start? <clears throat> uh, why don't you start us off? I'm kind of looking through it. Does she have an Instagram at all right now, Eddie? She does. Oh, she has an Instagram and, and a Snapchat. Do, do you mind if, if, if putting that out for the crowd? Uh, yeah, let, let me. I hope she doesn't mind. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's Mari, M-A-R-I-E, 5587. All right, I'm going to need that again. M- Mari, M-A-R-I-E. Yeah, five five uh-huh. eight seven. Seven. Well, first of all, she's private. Oh, oh okay. She's private? <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's one thing we need to make sure she. <laughs> but you know, she she has like some motivational uh, content there, like you know things that she takes away from others. Uh, her family, you know, she has her two babies. Uh, you know, pictures of uh, nieces. Just just like random stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, what is she? What she wants to be like a fitness influencer? She she wants to get into that fitness. Yeah. Okay. Um. Do you know if she's got like a certain niche that she's trying to go after? Like, what's her target audience, or is it just? See, kinda... she she she's not familiar with none of that, and and, and that's the things that I kind of want to you know okay get her into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's actually really helpful. Um. Well, then, just knowing the little bit that I do, like obviously some of these things are, you can't be um. You know, I can't be exact because I would, you know, I would have to know pretty much a lot more. But yeah, like one of the first things you can do if you're trying to create any sort of like, well, the first thing to realize, I'll I'll say this. The first thing to realize is like if you're trying to grow your social for whatever reason it may be, and it almost doesn't even matter what niche you're in. Like the first thing you got to understand is that you're you're turning 
you're, you're turning yourself. If you're an influencer, if you're trying to become an influencer and you're like one person, not a company, then what you're doing is you're turning yourself into like, you know, a personal, uh, you're a personal brand, right? Brand, yep. you know? So it's like, when you think about a brand, what is a brand? So like a brand is something that when someone thinks about it, they immediately have a certain sort of predisposition towards it. Right. You know what I mean? So yep. it's like, you know, if she's going to be, if she's trying to become a fitness influencer, one of the things that she should really start thinking about is like, this is going to sound so cheesy and cliche, but it's so true. Cause it's just like, this is just how the brain works. Um, you know, who is she, you know, who does she want to talk to? Who does she want to help? Why does she want to help them? What do you think, what does she think about herself that makes her, um, you know, different from anyone else? And again, this is going to sound cheesy, but like, one of the things that I've noticed when I've like worked with other influencers before, when I've read about it and learned about it is like the easiest thing you can do to start off is really just understand that like you already have something very special that no one else has. And that's like your exact life, your exact personality, your exact genetic code. Like you are literally one in 6 billion or 8 billion, however many people are on the planet. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's already a lot about you that makes you different and makes you not the same as everybody else so you have to find those things and really just stick to who you are and you really just put the magnifying glass in those things that make you different and you know really kind of find who you are and what your message is and what you want to help people out with and why do you want to help them and just talk about those things that you're really passionate about and you know the some the, the way that you want to help people and that in itself those are like kind of like the fundamental structural things that you can build on top and that's how you build a brand on top of that as far as like the, the thinking behind it goes, you know, and obviously there's a whole bunch of like, you know, you can do stuff with, you know, Instagram and hashtags and all that kind of stuff. But the, the macro concepts are really what's most important. It's just like, you got to figure out who you are, what you want to do, why you want to help people and, and talk about that as much as you possibly can. Right. And, and to Spencer's point, you also want to find out what your most comfortable form of communication is. I mean, are you comfortable in front of a camera? Are you comfortable being on microphone or, or do you want to write instead? And is, is that how you're going to reach your target market? Um, just, mm. just off of an example, I actually had a meeting with a customer yesterday who's, um, she's doing a gluten-free sort of blog um, or blog with a, um, a write, writing blog, sort of it's hard to differentiate over voice. Um, but she says, well, I, I was thinking about doing video too. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Are you, are you good on camera? Are you comfortable being on camera? She goes, no, I hate being on camera. Well, well, well that's probably not what to do that. <laughs> right. Uh, so so I, I sort of pushed her in the form of a realm of let's, let's start out by writing. Let's get you comfortable on um, you know, social media, Instagram stories. If, let's do baby steps. Because she wanted to pretty much buy a, a DSLR camera, lighting and everything, and start like her own YouTube video. And I was like, more power to you. You can definitely do that and definitely document the beginning. But just for the purpose of getting you comfortable, let's start off just – just start off by taking your phone and speaking to it, speaking and recording, getting comfortable with seeing the reflection in your phone and knowing that, you know, you're trying to communicate a message. Um, and like Spencer said, I mean, especially with, with your sister, if, if you're sort of turning in yourself into a brand, um, more of the technical stuff, like you turn current username is um, married5587, um, you might want to put in something that, turn that into something that's more relatable to what you're trying to influence or trying to create your name in. Um, mm -hmm. And he said, of course, the use of hashtags. Um, does she speak Spanish, by the way? Oh, yeah. Um, there you go. There's a sub niche to go after. We lost the... <laughs> we lost <him> again. <laughs> yeah. He must so. be disconnecting from the Wi-Fi or something like that, or he keeps losing the connection. Yeah. But, yeah, I can kind of pick up where he left off. He made a really good point. So, <clears throat> like, the fact that she's a Spanish speaker, that's huge. Like, so, like, so you can go after... So, the kind of... Let me kind of back it up a little bit. So, like, you, everyone knows what a niche is, right? A niche is, like, you know, tea drinkers, uh, football fans, you know. Yeah. And so then, like, within – so let's just take football for the example because it's, it's kind of a, a good point. So, like, you have football fans, right? American football fans. That's a big niche, right? Within those niches, within that niche, there's a bunch of sub-niches as well. You know what yep. I mean? There's Buffalo Bills fans, Jacksonville Jaguars fans, New England Patriots fans who are the worst. And except you, <laughs> so on and so on. You know what I mean? Oh, people come who on, like man. Nike, people who like, are you a Patriots fan? No, but you're going to oh, hear oh, it. Oh, oh. oh, I don't care. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, so I can say that. <laughs> okay. But my point is that, like, you know, find find the overall big thing that you're doing. And then if there's anything specific about you or who you want to reach and you can find a sub niche within that, that's a great way for you to add an extra level of what you're doing 
to kind of differentiate and give yourself a little bit more of a, uh, a personal touch to it. So I can even give you an example. So like my brother is creating a page. It's like a hunting, a hunting conservationist type of page, right? He loves hunting. We're from upstate New York, big hunter, you know, a lot of deer and stuff like that. So he's doing like a, a hunting page, hunting, fishing game, you know, everything that you can think of. And he's also like a super big Steelers fan. So like I was been working with him before and I was just like, dude, every so often, like if you're just chilling and like watching a Steelers game, like make a post about that and then just, you know, like if you're wearing like a camo hoodie or something like that, snap a picture of you wearing like a camo hoodie with a Steelers logo on it. Cause he's got a bunch of that type of stuff. And I'm like, now you're, now you're attacking a sub niche within the overall niche. You know what I mean? Yep. And what's funny is like, this is something I only learned about this like a few months ago, but when I started thinking about it, I was like, Oh, that's so genius specific to like being on a social media platform. When I told him, I was just like, yeah, you know, say stuff about the Steelers. He's like, well, isn't that going to like ostracize everyone else who isn't a Steelers fan? And I was like, A, not necessarily, but B, even if people are like Steelers haters and they want to like mess with you and they like leave you comments and stuff and be like, Steelers suck. All it's doing is boosting your engagement, which is right. good for the platform and it's good for your page. So like there's nothing wrong with you basically inciting conversation and prompting engagement from your audience. So and a great way to do that is just figuring out what your overall niche is and then go after sub niches as well. So like, so like for example, my, my sister would be more like a fitness, um, I don't know, a mom fitness kind of thing going. That's, mm -hmm. that's like the sub niche because now you're attracting all the moms out there that can relate to you, right? Exactly. You yeah. nailed it. And then yep. another sub niche is like Spanish speaking moms. Yep. You know, and you can just kind of keep and then like, so when you do things like that, you're kind of really separating yourself from the overall big, <coughs> excuse me, giant niche of fitness. Yep. Lewis, please. No, I definitely agree. I don't know. I keep getting cut off. I don't know where, yeah. where I dropped off last time. Um, no, man. <laughs> you on Wi-Fi? Good question. Let me just double check. You know, Spencer saves it. That's what it was? I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> That's great. All right. I Lewis. think the last thing that he said, I think he was talking, he was asking about um, if she spoke Spanish. And yeah. I think like he literally popped out right after that. Oh, cool. I, there we go. I fixed it. You, you, you were right. I was on Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, if I cut off right at the point where I asked if she spoke Spanish, where I was going with that is actually Jose, another member of our group on Digital Era, um, actually mentioned to me in Spanish, actually, she wants to build her, her Facebook profile. Like some really social proofing, which is, um, it's going to be actually more efficient for her because ads are cheaper in Spanish. There's less competition for it. Oh. Um, so I think that's definitely going to help her a bunch. If, if a lot of her content is actually in Spanish, she can run her ads in, in Mexico or in other Spanish-speaking countries where the ads are going to be a bunch cheaper. And, and, and for someone that doesn't know, when you say ads, you're talking about the posts that she posts, right? And, on and being able to, on Facebook, so she's oh. able to like advertise. Uh, she would pay a, a premium or, or a price, and then she would able be able to uh, uh, get in contact or show this post to several people. Right, right, right. And I think Spencer's definitely more knowledgeable on this than I am. Um, huge shout out, by the way, to Jose and Trevor and Spencer. You guys have taught me so much over the last couple of weeks about ads. Hey. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. Um, she's going to be able to essentially make a post on Facebook and it can be something super simple like her working out or a motivational post, but to really help build her personal profile, she's going to be able to pay, you know, a couple dollars a day or a couple dollars a week to just essentially pick an audience that she wants to target and have that ad showed up in their news. Mm, that's good yeah. to know. That's good to and know. If so, you, so there's a couple ways that you can do it just to kind of, you know, explain it really briefly. Um, you can run posts through or you can run ads through your Facebook account as long as um, like you want to connect your Instagram account. So like the first thing that she needs to do, um, uh, you know, she needs to either make a new page or convert her current page to a business account. And then she can connect her Instagram to a Facebook page or her Facebook page. And then from there, she can sign up for the uh, Facebook business manager, run the ads through the business manager. And then in terms of deciding where the ads are going to show, you can turn off the ads on Facebook and run ads only through Instagram. Um, and then another way you can do that is when she's making her organic normal feed posts, um, especially if you're a business account, Instagram will bug you all the time and ask you to boost your posts. That's another term that people use is like, you can just boost the current post. 
So like I have a, a business account on Facebook, so I can just pull up any one of my posts and then it's got a little blue promote button in the bottom mm-hmm. right. And that's Instagram saying, Hey, spend money on me and show this ad to more people. Yeah. So like that's another way of doing it. And um I believe those are called dark posts, but basically like like there's there's a couple posts that I've done before where I'm you know, I took a post that was actually performing pretty well organically. And I was just like, you know, what the hell? And I'll, I'll just hit promote and then I'll, you know, spend, I don't know, maybe five, 10, 20 bucks or whatever, and just get that post in front of a ton of more people. And then if you want it to like really over index and perform really well, just make sure that you're following the trends. You can boost it quicker as soon as it starts actually performing pretty well. Yep. You know, if there's some sort of thing going on in the news and you make a post about it and it's whatever, hashtag it correctly, the, po- the post is performing well click that blue promote button, throw five, 10 bucks at it or whatever, get it in front of a couple thousand people's eyes. You'll notice that uh, a lot of people are going to get more traction with that post and start hitting those likes and get more page likes and stuff. Yep. Yep. I love it, man. Um, I think this thing it only goes up to an hour. So before we go, uh, if anybody who's listening wants to maybe connect with one, uh, both of you guys, um, where you guys want to engage and how can they find you that way they can uh, maybe ask you questions about marketing, maybe, about fear i mean i don't know you know so please uh starting with spencer uh give your your um name uh what is it the social security number mother's maiden name <laughs> <laughs> no you're, i was uh... waiting to see what else you were gonna say there. no they're... yeah i'm mostly on instagram i guess um i kind of taken a back seat on my social but when I, you know i don't post all that much but i'm still on the platforms all the time um but you can find me on instagram uh it's just at spencer mcsane S-P-E-N-C-E-R-M-C-S-A-I-N. Uh, that's probably the easiest way that you're going to find me. And I answer my DMs and stuff like that. So, yeah, if anyone wants to, like, just chat with me or network or whatever, yeah, I got questions, I'd be happy to help out with whatever I can. Um, one thing I will say, though, is, like, I'm still in the learning process. So, like, I'm by no means am I an expert, but I'm happy to at least speak on what I know. Okay, cool, cool. And then, Lewis, please. Absolutely. Um, so, like Spencer, um, mostly on Instagram. Um, you can find me at Marketing with Lewis. That's Lewis, L-U-I-S. Um, I'll anything I can talk about, guys. Anything you guys need help with, just shoot me a DM. I'm always, always, always happy to help. Um, definitely recommend if you haven't done so yet, or if you're not joining us from the from the group where we all are in. Um, it's a digital era group on Facebook. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. I mean, there's so much wealth of information there. You guys will not regret it. Um, but yeah, that's that's where you guys can find me. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, well, great well, shout out. I love I love the digital era shout out. Yeah, definitely yeah. check the digital era out on Facebook. And yeah, I mean, like Luis was saying, it's such a great, you know, it's basically just a group with like young people who are like in this mindset and want to help <laughs> other people out and network and stuff like that. It's, it's a really great place to just kind of meet people and learn. <laughs> All right, guys. So we made it to the end. Um, wasn't I right? Wasn't there a lot of good nuggets in there? Um, Lewis and Spencer are an amazing guys. They've studied this. Uh, they've implemented it in their own life and uh, are now executing at a high level. If you guys want to get in contact with them, you guys do have their information. Um, but also, I want to give my information. If you guys will ever want to connect with me, maybe help me make this podcast better. Maybe something that you want to hear. Um, you guys can always find me on Instagram, Upcoming Entrepreneurs with two S's at the end. Right? It's Upcoming Entrepreneurs with two S's at the end. All right, guys. Till next time. Love you guys.